Hi, this is Nina Neal, and I'm sitting here with my son, Cooper Neal, who is 19 years old, and uh, we started this podcast. The name of the podcast is Dif Different, Not Difficult, and uh, Cooper is the founder of Coupe de Té, a beverage company that has a function and a cause, and Cooper can talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I'm just going to pepper you with a couple questions, Coop. So uh, way back when, what, uh, what, what made you interested in beverages? Great question. So as long as I can remember, my dad and I would go to different gas stations and, just, and grocery stores and just try different drinks. And then go to like, my mom would take me to grocery stores and I would just start reading the ingredients and reading about the companies and what their founders were trying to do with the product or whatever the cause was or just like making sure it's clean ingredients because I knew that high fructose corn syrup and other stuff was really bad for you. So I would just like read ingredients and this was mainly for beverages. Even still today, I go to Whole Foods and I try different drinks and read the ingredients and then I find the website on the back of the can or bottle and just research that company and what the cause and purpose of it is and just why exactly the company was founded and what the founder wants you to get out of the beverage and like why should I drink this is the main question I was asked. But a lot of times they have a good reason for you drinking it. And uh, yeah, I, I do remember all the way, as far as I can remember, you were into beverages. For whatever reason, you took an interest in beverages and uh, you were always very interested in how they tasted as well. So you would, you would rate them. You'd be like, okay, this beverage is, this is really good. I love this one. Or it's really bad. Or, yeah, I don't like this one so much. So anyway, so, uh, so Coop, what, um, what got you into uh, the ingredients. In well, my these... grandmother, who was always into different herbal supplements and then different herbal like paste and stuff like holistic medicine, different herbs, nootropics that would like help her be healthy without using medicine. I mean, obviously she believed in medicine when it was necessary, but a lot of times she would use uh, natural supplements instead because she felt like that was better for you than like drugging yourself up, so yeah. to speak. And then she was also big into whole foods. She would always buy her food from whole foods. So I was like, I want to buy from Whole Foods because I know that the ingredients are good there. They're holistic and they're healthy and they're not screwed around with. And it's just like, it's as pure as it is. Hence the name Whole Foods. Like she was interested in Whole Foods and clean eating and drinking. And, yeah. Yeah. So Coop, when did you, uh, when did you come up with this idea of starting a, uh, a beverage company? Well, I've always had this obsession with beverages, but I really wanted to go for it after, after pledging a fraternity. And I was asked a lot, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I, was, and I would always go back to my beverage idea. And I was like, why don't I actually go ahead and do it? Because I did a couple of projects and stuff. I just told all the Pledge Brothers and the guys in the fraternity about like my beverage company and what I want to do when I grow up. And so I just came home and started tinkering in the kitchen. I would go to Whole Foods, buy different berries. And, yeah, this was, uh, and as fruit I remember, teas. Last, last May. Yeah, and fruit teas and just mix it and have the family taste it. And they loved it. But my dad and parents were like, you need a hook. You need a hook. So then I was like, came up, I had the epiphany of doing someone's learning differences because that affected my life so deeply and I wanted to give back to the people that helped me and just like raise awareness and give kids who aren't as effective as I am to uh, the same idea because if they don't have the money, but give them the, what I had and like help them raise money for it. Yeah. So uh, part of Cooper's uh, plan, which I think is brilliant, is that he's going to give 50% of the proceeds to causes that support uh, learning differences. So he wants to, the idea is to bring awareness and funding to uh, 
learning differences or disabilities, however you want to phrase it. And uh, so, Coop, what? Uh, tell us a little bit about the, your beverage and what the uh, what the function is. So, on that night that I came up with the epiphany, my mom and I sat on a couch which was actually right in front of us, and we looked, looked up different. Like we were like write down. My mom was like write down seven emotions that you felt growing up learning differences, and then we looked up different subsequent herbs that help alleviate that or help with that um, feeling or like upset. And we were like, we just came up with these different herbal blends. So like, we're gonna make a drink for like focus, uh, mindfulness, energy, using natural nootropics and herbal supplements. Yeah, so Cooper was diagnosed uh, very early on with learning disabilities. And um, so we took him, it, it, this really came about in nursery school where the teachers started pulling me aside and saying, hey, you know, Cooper, we're seeing this in Cooper, we're seeing that in Cooper, um, you know, he's really gonna need a lot of support. Um, so Carl's dad and I have signed him up to be diagnosed with the county. Uh, we went to a private doctor who specialized in kids with learning disabilities. Uh, you know, we, we had to spend $5,000 to get a diagnosis, and which is, you know, a lot of money. And, you know, she sat Cooper's dad and I down and said, uh, you know, listen, your son has just enough issues where this is exactly the kind of kid who is going to fall through the cracks in public school. So, and she told us why, and there were various reasons for it. And she said, basically, you know, your son has uh, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia. There are seven learning differences and Coop pretty much has about five of them. No, so, three. <laughs> or three, all right, Not three. Five of them, no. Okay. Anyway, but uh, so, you know, we started on this journey together of trying to figure out how to help Coop and get him to the right people to help him. And, you know, the biggest thing with kids who have learning disabilities is... diagnosing is, it early. Yeah, you got to diagnose early and then you got to intervene early. And a lot of kids struggle, especially if they're diagnosed very late. So there's a saying that goes... Up until third grade, you learn to read. And from third grade on, you read to learn. So if you miss this stage of reading and math and all this, if, you, if you're not diagnosed early, you're gonna be left behind. And you're, you know, it's already a struggle if you're diagnosed early. So if, if you're diagnosed later, like four, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, God forbid, eighth grade, or even as an adult, you know, you've missed the intervention boat, as they say. So, um, so really bringing awareness and early intervention, I think that's what Cooper's main passion yeah. is. This is mainly for kids that can't really get that train that I had or, or not as lucky I am to get that support. So just giving them that as well as helping research and funding for it is helping teachers become better at their job and just help like raise awareness and make it more like autism since there's a lot of different societies that are donated, dedicated to autism, but figuring differences kind of f fall through the cracks. So just fighting for that and just helping bring awareness to that and like make kids not feel like it's a burden. Like they're different, not difficult. It's like, it's, you're not different, it's difficult. 
it's you're different not difficult right and like just like helping them feel like they're loved and just help them like not feel down and just and the beverages will somewhat help with that i mean we have to be careful with claims but it'll help that in some form and just like be as a vehicle to raise funding and awareness and just have a good tasting drink that you feel good buying about and supporting our cause yeah i mean one uh you know one of the schools that uh when he was diagnosed uh dr jennifer jackson holden recommended a couple different schools in the area here in philadelphia and uh so he went to a school a kindergarten for kids with learning differences and then he moved on to a school in first grade he was there for two years it was called crossroads it was a great school really dedicated teachers wonderful teachers wonderful administrators just you know really um was a gift that he was able to go there and uh you know after the second year it was towards the end of the school year it was may and they announced that crossroads was closing and uh they had sold crossroads the school the facilities to a school next door for kids with uh, the vanguard school uh, which was a school for kids with autism. And so this school, Vanguard, uh, was going to take over Crossroads and expand their school, which really was focused on kids with autism as opposed to learning disabilities. And it was a real eye-opener for me back then because there's been so much awareness brought to autism and so much funding brought to autism, both from the state and federal level, but also so much private uh, investment has gone into autism awareness, treating, you know, trying to trying to treat autism, and that has never happened with learning disabilities. Um, these kids are still falling through the cracks, and so I think you know Cooper, having gone through what he's gone through, what what his dad and I have gone through, his siblings. Um, you know, there's, there's a way out of this that um, these kids need to be supported. And I think Coupe de Tay is a great, a great avenue for, for that. Oh, for sure. And I feel like we can help a lot of kids and help give scientists the funding that they need to study it more because the brain's a very complex organism and there's a lot of things we don't know about it. So help them in some regard as well as helping actual kids that need this support because like that vanguard is a great example i didn't actually know about this until now but that's a great example of how autism is kind of gobbling up uh funding which for... is great for autism oh it's great there's but, nothing wrong but, with that but you know a lot of kids who have learning disabilities or learning differences um you know they're they're not on the spectrum um and you know they just need they need something different they need something different and uh so anyway, so I think when, when Cooper and I were sitting on the couch here in the kitchen, uh, you know, last summer, uh, you know, a lot of kids who have learning disabilities, they, um, they struggle with feeling stupid. They struggle with frustration, anxiety. Um, it's often difficult for a lot of these kids to be able to focus. For yeah. instance, you have ADHD. And one of the... One of the cool things about our beverages is that there's a special story attached to each one. And it's like deeply involved in the cost. So like each beverage is special because it's, it's based on a story, an authentic story of growing up with learning differences. And I feel like a lot of, it will resonate with a lot of kids that grew up with learning differences that felt those things. And like they can drink this and be like, oh, this is a drink I can wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly endorse. 
and embody and just like be like a living ambassador for it. Yeah. And so one of the schools that Cooper went to um, after Crosswords was AIM Academy. And the, the two women who founded AIM Academy, it just was an incredible school for Cooper and a lot of the kids that went there. It's just such a blessing that these schools are in existence. Um, but you know, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. But um, anyway, I think this is, you know, AIM Academy is gonna be one of the causes that Cooper wants to support. Yeah. And um, anyway, we're looking forward to the journey, right, Coop? Yes, yeah, so look forward, look forward in July. We're probably gonna have a nice launch event as well, which is, will differentiate ourselves from other companies, but stay tuned that and look for the next episode in the coming weeks or months. No set date, but just keep your eyes peeled. Would you like to add anything, Mom, to end it? No, I'm looking forward to continue this journey um, with you, Coop. You too. And, uh, you know, you've been working hard on it. And uh, Cooper has really turned out to be quite the little entrepreneur. He thinks about this beverage company uh, day and night. He's constantly reading books. He's listening to podcasts about people who have founded beverages. And so, you know, we've been spending a lot of time in the car lately. Um, we just had a COVID Christmas actually, uh, where all six of us tested positive for COVID. And so between Christmas and New Year's, um, before we were actually diagnosed, we were in the car for seven hours and I listened to seven hours of podcasts with Coop. <laughs> and uh, we listened to various different uh, beverage founders and why they started the beverages, how they did it. Um, anyway, so it's been, a, it's been a real journey for me too. Yeah, and, and it's uh, been uh, very inspiring. Yeah, and later this week's actually awesome because we're going down to the beverage development company that's going to be helping us make our beverages and see their lab and meet the team. So that's going to be great. So stay tuned on Instagram at Coupe to follow along with that journey. Look at our stories and different posts that come about from that. So, yeah. All right, Coop. Well, thank you very much no for problem. taking the time. Have a great day. You too. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Different Not Difficult podcast, where we talk about the learning difference experience. Today, I have my friend Jackson Turf and fraternity brother, who will be talking about his life with ADHD and how he overcame it to become the great student he is today. So, Jackson, what was it like growing up with ADHD? Would, would you like to tell some stories about how you overcame it in high school and came to TCU? Yeah, so um, crazy enough, I actually was not diagnosed with ADHD until the summer before my sophomore year in high school. So um, I, I lived my whole life kind of, you know, having the symptoms of ADHD but not having it properly diagnosed. And it, it, it kind of made it hard for me. Um, I was still able to do okay uh, in school, whether it was elementary, middle, or high school, but um, I noticed that it, it was pretty hard. Um, so I, I always thought, you know, maybe I'm smart, but I'm just lazy. Um, you know, like maybe I like to learn, but I just don't care about working hard. Um, and that was kind of tough for me, always just thinking that I was lazy, when in reality, I wasn't lazy, uh, but instead I just had an undiagnosed uh, learning disorder, ADHD. Um, 
but what really helped was getting it properly diagnosed and yeah for sure right yeah and and once it was diagnosed that helped me to understand why i sometimes did what i did and after it was diagnosed it uh and i started taking it seriously it really helped me to do better academically uh in high school and yeah, in that's, college that, that's good to hear that you figured it out uh before college because that's like the time where you really need to work hard get good grades and get your job but i for one i was lucky to be diagnosed in little when i was a little kid in like middle school which is good i mean lower school i actually went to special schools with kids with learning differences unlike you which i'm very thankful for but like my parents diagnosed me so it was a lot easier for me because i got that support that you need because so it's interesting to talk to someone that didn't have that i want to talk to people that have had the support they needed in middle school and lower school and that people have so it's interesting to hear your story now you weren't diagnosed and the challenges that came about as a result and one of the big things we want to do is you want to catch early so you had all these years of like just thinking you're stupid and stuff, which is sad because you shouldn't feel like you're stupid. Like you're not stupid. You're just you just learn differently, which is why we call it different, not difficult. Like what you had is different, not difficult. And the fact that you thought you were stupid is just like that's not true. And I'm glad that you figured out that that's not the case. But all those years of just feeling stupid, that must have been hard. How did you overcome it? Right. Yeah. So um, uh, it was. It was more, I guess the way I'd see it was just thinking that I was lazy. Um, when in truth, I just had a brain that uh, looked at things differently when it came to executive decision making, such as making yeah. plans or doing homework or paying attention in class or uh, being on time. And um, I'm sorry, what was your question again? So I actually said something wrong to you. I was like, so you, you just felt lazy. That must have been really hard feeling lazy. Like, can you explain a little bit more in depth yeah. what you mean by lazy? And like, did people tell you were lazy? Like, how did your parents treat you? Like, you weren't diagnosed for a while. So you just had this all these years of just feeling lazy. And like, how did you overcome it? This podcast is all about how you're overcoming it. We're not trying to look here to victimize you. It's not about, it's not like about how difficult it was. It's about how like you overcame it. Right. So, um, fortunately, throughout my life, uh, almost all teachers have been supportive, especially the ones that have been aware of my diagnosis. Um, but for my teachers that have been unaware of my diagnosis, um, it, it was a little harder. In fact, um, there were a couple teachers in high school that had kind of specifically said to me, like, you know, Jackson, like, you're a, you know, you're a good kid, uh, a good student and all that, but you're a little lazy. And that, that, that was really hard for me to hear that. Um, and, and, and I agreed with them. Uh, I, I thought they were right. Um, but I think what really helped me to overcome it um, was understanding that I had ADHD, was understanding that I had the, the difference. I had a brain that thinks differently than most people. And once I was able to uh, understand that my brain thought differently, I was able to treat it differently. So while I was diagnosed my sophomore year of high school, I really didn't take my diagnosis seriously until about maybe my, my senior year of high school, maybe freshman year of yeah. college, that area. 
and really just noticing that, um, you know, it's not like there's anything wrong with me, but there are ways that I can go about my life to treat, uh, to treat my brain differently. So whether that's uh, through uh, medication or making sure that I'm eating enough food or I'm exercising most every day, if not daily, or I'm getting good sleep. So not only do those things help treat my ADHD symptoms, but they also just lead to a happier and healthier life anyways. Yeah, for sure. Because it's good to eat well. Like ADHD isn't just like you, you can look at it as like being helpful for your whole life. Like you don't have to just think about what you're doing to help ADHD is like just being like the end all be all. Like it's actually kind of good in some way. Yeah, definitely. It's um, And it's kind of like basically... ADHD, like whenever the symptoms for me are worse, it's usually, um, it's usually because I'm not, uh, doing enough to help myself treat those symptoms and, uh, stuff that treats my symptoms of ADHD. And, and I can elaborate for me what that is in a bit, but, uh, but things that treat my symptoms also lead to a better life. So it's a win-win either way. Why not do it? Yeah. So going back to like ADHD, what is it like attending college, like a rigorous school like TCU? Like Neil isn't the easiest curriculum. Like what do you do in your day-to-day -day life to help you get through it? Like I know oh, edit, uh, medicine can only go too far. So what are you doing? Like do you have a special routine that you follow as a result of your ADHD? Like is that in front of mind when you're like attending daily classes, like when you have to do accounting or something? That's a very rigorous academic class. Like, how do you get through the curriculum? I personally couldn't do math. I have a, yeah. But for you in Neely, you have to do math. So, what's that like? Yeah. So, um, there's some some ADHD people love planners. Some people feel like they don't help. Uh, while it is hard for me to like use a planner consistently, I found that. Planners and lists help me out a lot. And what I mean list, I mean just literally a list. I, I have a Google Doc that I use where I just put all the things I need to do, whether it's something that I need to do for school or I need to do for something that's not school. I just I have a whole list of my all my assignments. Um, what I actually started doing in college was I would look in the syllabus and I would put every single assignment for the semester on that list. And um, it's so fun going throughout the semester and getting to cross it off because uh, it really is just one of the most satisfying things, you know, removing something. Yeah, crossing it off. Yes, yes. It feels oh, yeah, great. I always love doing that. It's like when you have a Google Doc, you can say, like, cross it off. It's like that really satisfying, like, feeling. It, it is. It is. And um, I've noticed just giving myself leniency in time. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not bad to be uh, – to be different it's not bad at all not at all and so i love it yeah i love it too i i really love it and because it's not bad to be different uh it means that it's okay to understand when i might think differently um i've noticed that the professors at tcu every single one of them perfectly understanding and which has been uh, phenomenal but um also just being Facts. understanding with myself uh, yeah, understanding that you know I'm more likely to forget things than other people, so I might need to set multiple reminders, or you know if 
if I uh, if I fall short at something, understanding that that's okay. You know, life's about learning. And I, I definitely do believe that I've been able to overcome my diagnosis, but it doesn't mean that I'm still going to have uh, the symptoms of ADHD, which just to say uh, it's, it tends to be either inattentiveness and or hyperactivity. And, and I lean more on the inattentiveness side, but, but I do have a little bit yeah. of both. Yeah, that was interesting what you just said. That's kind of like brings it all into focus about like being different is could be, is is a good thing, and how like you you're cognizant of the fact that you need more time. That's powerful. And, and going back to your point about the professors at TCU, for all the people who watch this podcast, TCU has a great like it has a like Big Twelve football, but like we also have like smaller classes. And then the student access and accommodation office really helps you get those accommodations. And these professors want to help you. I can't stress this enough prospective students and current students like go talk to professors they want to help you succeed they're not going to be like oh you 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 need, you need extra time they're not going to be like oh you because you need extra time i think of you differently they're like they want you to succeed right. so i think you'd like to add to that jackson yeah it's so true and, and i i just think professors in general i mean of course you know uh i love i love our college right but i i think just yeah <laughs> you know but 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 i think i think what matters for for students is to just be upfront before it becomes a problem. And what that means is letting professors or teachers, whoever, know that you have a difference before it's an issue really matters. And um, it can really help them grant you some leniency or some extra help when you might need it. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like being upfront about it and talk about them at the beginning of the semester instead of like just brushing it off because the last thing the professors want you to do is brush it off and just not make it seem like it's a non-issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've noticed just being upfront with the professors really helps, especially like, um, you know, I, I might, if I ever need an extension on an assignment, it's a lot better to ask for it ahead of time than... 10 minutes before the midnight it's due or 10 minutes after the midnight it's due, something like that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like if you really talk to the professors and you're upfront about it, they'll really be more likely to give you support. Like you said the night before, I need an extra extension. Like the other day I saw a meme where a kid was like, oh yeah, hey professor. He was like, he was drunk. He was like, he, drunk, he emailed his professor. He was like, oh, I need an extension of the assignment. And he said some like inappropriate stuff. And I was like, that's not how you do it. You don't want to do that. Right. No, yeah, yeah. You, you got you to gotta give yourself time. Um, another thing with ADHD, you know, managing time can be difficult, but really... Uh, making sure that I allow myself to have enough time to do things, um, whether that means getting ready earlier than I think I need to, or starting a task uh, earlier than I think I need to. It, it's it's really helpful. Yeah, that's all very important things when you're actually like trying to do your work. Definitely. So let's look at the questions. So since we've been talking a lot about college, I think there's a lot of, so personally, I was just on a senior panel for my school and we were talking about how like college and ADHD, like college and our learning differences has been like how the college has helped us and how our school prepared us. So my school really helped me like become a self-advocate for myself and be able to go to the press and say, I need your help. Like that's what they're big on. They give you the support, but more importantly, they teach you how to use it in college. Like, cause you're in the driver's seat of like your accommodations. Like you have to reach out to student access and accommodation also if you need to do the work to get it. But in order to do that, you need to know what's been your experience with the student access and accommodation office. Um, or have you not? 
Oh, do you mean the one specifically with TCU? Well, or... I think they're all kind of similar, but yeah, like your own experience. Yeah, um, so the one in college has been really awesome. Um, it's as simple as just informing them of your learning differences before you get into class, and then I think what they do is they just literally tell all the professors for you, which is so awesome. Um, same thing how it was for me before college. Uh, I would I would just write a quick email to the teachers I would have for that semester before the fact, and it was as simple as that. Yeah. So, so to so did you so you went to like a normal public high school, correct? Uh, yeah, it, it was private, but but yeah, just just a normal yeah high school, yeah. Yeah, so how, what was that like? I was lucky enough to go to a special school. I had support. Like, I never went to a mainstream school. You, on the other hand, you went to a mainstream school. So what was that like? Like, what was it like reaching out? Like, I had individualized support at my school, but I, I know at most, like, public and private schools, you actually need an IED, and you need to reach out to, like, get the support. Oh, yeah. So um, it, it, it was challenging in the sense of, like, there was a lot of work to do, Um the the school I went to, Plasky Academy, uh, I, I I loved school a lot, um, but uh, it, it's all, it, it's uh, it's a college preparatory school the way they see it. So they we, we had a lot of work, which on one hand was great, but on the other hand it, it was tough sometimes to manage all of that. However, fortunately, um, they they had a really good. I'm trying to think of what it was called. I think it was, but 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 they had support for me there. Um, I had, Perfect. yeah, I had, in, instead of a study hall, I had, uh, basically a, a special version of that in which a teacher would work with the students with learning differences and really help them make sure they're on top of all their assignments and all of that. And I was really thankful to have that in high school as I was still figuring out my diagnosis. That's great. So yeah, you had a late diagnosis, so you really had to like really work hard to figure out how you were going to apply that to college in your last two years of high school. Yeah, and so well, the thing about having that late diagnosis, um, it, it's kind of tough, and especially as much as I love college, and while I enjoyed high school a lot, I mean, college is just so much more awesome. Um, it's also a lot harder, Facts. right? Because there's there's so many responsibilities that we as students have to have, which is great. I, I love it, right? But um, it, it's a lot harder. So um, finding that middle ground, I guess, between enjoying college life while also working hard ha academically can be tough. It can be tough for any student, especially a student oh, for sure. with the learning difference, right? Um, but, uh, I mean, I just found that, yeah, I mean, treating, treating symptoms and understanding that it's okay to be different, it was self-acceptance, really. Accepting, yes. accepting that I'm different, it's, it's really, it's helped me. That's what it's all about, is just accepting that who you are and just being like, not letting you be insecure about it, and be like, yeah, I have this, but I feel like, like but it's, we're in a Christian fraternity, guys, so I feel like yeah. God gave me that because he knows that I'm stronger. I'm assuming you probably feel the same way, like, I thought God gave us this like thing because he thinks I'm strong and thinking about it in more of a positive light. Say, yeah, I have this, but it's, I'm going to make it great. Like, 
I probably wouldn't be able to start Coup de Tay without this right. like relentless entrepreneurial spirit. Like if I was like my sister who goes to like who's just brain smart, I probably wouldn't be able to have this good idea. And I feel like Elon Musk wouldn't. He has mild Asperger's. So I don't right. think he would have found a Tesla without that like relentless drive that his Asperger's or learning difference gave him. Yeah. No, Elon. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, these learning differences. I mean, like they they can give us so They're much. Common. Yeah, and, and and they can give us so much, I guess you could say, benefits as well. Like, while it can be a real struggle to have these things, um, I'll just speak on ADHD because I know that. Um, because my, my mind is always racing and always thinking, um, you know, I'm pretty good at coming up with ideas or thinking outside of the box because I can't stop thinking, right? And so, yeah, me too. <laughs> while, while that can be... A bad thing. Uh, it, it 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 can be. Uh, I guess you could say a disability in some aspects. It can also be a positive thing, such as coming up with ideas, yeah. being an entrepreneur like yourself, right? Or or yeah, yeah. Elon Musk, um, or you know, countless other people who succeeded. Oh, for sure. I feel like it's way more common than you might think. Like I was looking up the other day. I was looking up uh, famous people with uh, like ADHD or dyslexia and dysgraphia, like I have. Just like learning differences. There's so many, like Tom Cruise. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, like hmm. it's so common. Like, for example, last semester I was in an English class and I was talking about my business on the first day, and like the, the everyone's like, "Wow, that's kind of cool." And then like the professor's like, "Oh yeah, my daughter has a learning difference." So I was like, "That just brought into focus how like common it really is." Is there like, would you like to speak to that? Like, have you met a lot of kids at TCU? I have that like have learning differences and extra time and accommodations. Yeah, uh, I think ADHDs is pretty common and i know in some areas it's overdiagnosed in some areas it's underdiagnosed right um, yeah i think they say i think something like 10 percent or more of, of kids have it nowadays i'm not exactly sure but i've met it's one in five one in five wow that's crazy yeah i've like some type of learning difference which oh, is crazy okay wow yeah and uh, i've met so many kids in college or just uh, people in life that yeah they, they have a learning difference and um, what, what what's great is people with learning differences whether it's um, me with my ADHD um, or anyone with theirs like we we can succeed and it's important that we know that and think that yes but for us to succeed we have to have just slightly different uh, accommodations to help us what you know whether it's testing in a quiet room or an extra day on an assignment. I mean, you know, it's yeah. just just little accommodations to help us succeed and kids with learning accommodations, kids without them. People in general can succeed as long as yeah. they have a, the tailored experience that they need to succeed. Yeah, just give them the right tools to get the job done. Absolutely. That's a yeah, excellent way to put it. For, for me, the tools are, like I said, you know, taking care of my normal health, like exercise, sleep, eating, medication, using a planner, using a list. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that accountability can be pretty helpful too. Oh, for sure. Um, whether that's with, um, like, like with a group or, or with a friend or um, even my 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 parents specifically have been really helpful with my diagnosis and all that. I think that's something that's really important. Uh, is parent parent involvement? Oh, um, you know, so important. And so that's very 
very important. Like, for example, my parents have been very helpful. They've got me the support they needed. They got me the tutoring I needed. Like, I'm so thankful for what my parents have done for me. Like, I ended up at TCU. Tell me, like, three years ago, I would have never thought that. I would have mm. thought I would have, like, not gone to, like, such a good school. But I wor- we worked our asses off when we got here. Sorry for the curse words. But you and I had to work really hard to get here. And I think we should just, like, sh- shine in the glory of that and just think about how far we've come. Like, we're at TCU, dude. We're, like, a top 50 school in the nation. It's pretty cool, especially for kids with learning differences. Like, I feel like it's really cool. That, like, for example, to talk about more about what my parents did, like, they got me to testing. They've been very supportive. They, like, they didn't call me stupid. They didn't do anything. I'm assuming your parents were also very supportive to you, as you were talking about earlier. Right, exactly. So, um, and honestly, that can really... Um, and, and while I was diagnosed later, I, I think it was just because, like, my my symptoms didn't really manifest until later but 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 getting diagnosed really young uh, can be helpful especially if yeah. if if like if, if if a child is having obvious differences and and i think one of the most important things is having parents that are aware or open to the idea like you know it's totally possible that my yeah. kid could have a learning difference and that's something that we need to look out for and not yeah. not in a negative way, but just if they have it, identifying it and getting them the accommodations that they need. Kind of like I did when I was younger. Like, I don't think it really runs in the family, but like, I when, even when I was in preschool, like one of the teachers said, "Oh, this kid's bright, but it, there's something like different about him. He's gonna need help." And you probably listened to my first episode. We were talking about where my mom was talking about like my early life because I don't remember that quite as well as she does. But she was telling me like. A lot of teachers said, oh, yeah, this kid's going to need help. But mine, like, mine were pretty severe, but they weren't severe enough to like warrant the support that public education would be. So I would be that kid that would slap, slip through the cracks mm. and just like be unlike because it's not severe enough for that, which is kind of weird to think about. But just thinking about that, just how like how long we've how far we've come. Right, dude. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like um, some people are going to need more significant accommodations some people might just need a little bit some people in the middle and what's important is that every kid is different and that's why it's so important that people have yeah an office of accommodations like we have in college or or like i had in high school that you know people that can help us give the specific differences that we need to succeed yeah yeah i don't think yeah like you were saying, we don't really need to like, yeah, just foster in that area of just like, like you're different. It's different, not difficult, as I call the podcast. Just like fostering that. What else did you say? I kind of drawing a blank. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just saying that uh, every child, just as you said, is different. Um, yeah. Some people might only need minor help. Some people might need significant help. So just making sure that yeah. people have... And because I was given that help, I've been able to succeed. I mean, like you said, we're, Me too. we're at a great college. Um, I was able to succeed in high school. It was harder because I didn't take my diagnosis as seriously, but I did have resources to help me. And yeah. because of that, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been able to succeed, and I'm very proud um, of myself, and I'm sure you are of yourself, of, of, of where we've come because of the help that we've been yeah. given. But the important thing that I want to bring home for the listeners is that Every kid is different. Like, one kid's not going to need the same accommodations. So we're just talking about our, our own experiences here. Like, we have two very different um, diagnoses and, like, two different, very different paths. But we can, like, connect under that common bond of just, like, 
having knowing what it's like to be different, but not looking at it in a negative light. So I want to, for the listeners that have kids that have learning differences or are not diagnosed, just think about like everyone's different. Like what you need is not the same as like what Jackson and I would need. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah, and, and I, I something I, I really want to say that's really important that helped me is just it, I'll, I'll, because at, so at the end of the day, right? So it, it comes down. I in, in my opinion, I think it comes down to us. So while when we're younger, I, I think it's so important that we have the support of our parents and teachers. But I think at the end of the day, the best advocate for us. The, the person that can ourselves. help us the most, yes, ourself, right? And I think understanding and accepting of ourselves is so important. When I, when I understood myself better, when I accepted myself better, I mean, it's, everything's been better since then. And um, you, you just, you have to be an advocate for yourself. And that's really hard. Um, I've, always, yeah. I've always tried to do that. As hard as it is, as uncomfortable as it can be, it's so important to advocate for ourselves. And when we do that, we're able to succeed. But, but we have to take care of ourselves. We have to love ourselves. Yeah, self-care. Right, exactly. Yeah, like you were saying, like the, only, the best advocate for ourselves is ourselves. Like we need to be, like no, the only person that knows what you need is you. Mm. Like that's a quote. Like the only person that knows what you want is you. And that's like, that's very true for everything in life, but learning differences especially because you're the only person that knows what you need. Like if you, if your school can teach you how to advocate for yourself, there's no telling where you'll end up. Literally, like for example, that's what my school really. So on that, going back to that alumni panel I spoke on, I was asked a lot of questions like how AIM helped me. They helped me by like teaching me how to read better, how to do math better, and how to ask for help. Like in the last few years of high school, we did this college one one class, and they were like talking about how you need to advocate for yourself, like mm-hmm. how. That's very important. I feel like Ames really helped me. It's just why I want you to really help me learn how to advocate for myself. I feel like you probably feel the same way. Like you, you they were like, like we were saying, we have to advocate for ourselves, and I feel like schools need to teach that. So if you, oh yeah, yeah. Oh well, you know, I, I completely agree with you. And the the crazy thing about advocating for yourself is it's important in all areas of life, like yeah, health, everything. But but I think I think it's especially important academically in the schools and and i I really do wish that more kids i mean just for example kids in the this like the american school system i I wish i really wish that there was more of that practical advice just teaching kids to uh advocate for themselves and and, and take care of themselves and and what, what i mean by that is like i said understanding and accepting and um it really would be great if if more people had the opportunity that you had had, and I also had good opportunities. But but I know not yeah. every student gets that. No, they don't. A lot of kids like aren't diagnosed. Like for example, uh, Schwab Charles Schwab. He didn't know until he was forty. Like he had a kid who had it. Like he didn't know that guy didn't know he was until he was forty. But he still <laughs> managed to start like a, an amazing finance firm. It's pretty crazy what people can do, even with these uh, challenges and hurdles that life throws at them. Yeah, no, yeah, and um, I mean, man, I mean, there's so many, I mean, we're, I, I guess, like, we're, we're given so many different things about our lives, and this is just one part of our lives, and I think it definitely, 
it shouldn't hold anyone back, right? Like, it, 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 it's a tough thing, but I think once you get it under control, I mean, whether you're a kid with learning differences or not, I mean, any person can succeed as long as they have the resources to do it. Yeah, for sure. It's just all about having those resources. So one of my last questions is, do you have any advice for kids that are coming to college or, or in school right now that are really struggling like you were, that are undiagnosed? Like, what do you have to say to them? Like, what's the single-handedly, this is a hard question, but mm -hmm. what's the most single-handedly best thing that you heard from someone that, like, told you about learning difference? Like, who's your, I don't really know how to say this, but who's your learning difference hero? Like, who who taught you, like, what to do? And, like, like what do you have to say to kids in, at TCU who are undiagnosed or even in lower school? Like, what do you have to say to kids out there? Um, well, uh, so I, I have a friend, uh, I don't think he has a, a learning difference, but, uh, my, my friend in college, um, my, my, my friend Bryce, he was actually my, my roommate, uh, this year. Um, he gave me some advice and I, I think it applies to all kids, especially people with learning differences, but basically it's. The idea that, in, and I don't want this to sound confusing up front, because it might sound selfish up front, but, but it's not at all. But it's to put yourself first. And that doesn't mean ahead of other people. It doesn't mean that you matter more than other people. But it means put your well-being first instead of putting something that's not your well-being first. Um, and by that, I mean, it's important to be accepting of yourself. You should put that first instead of putting, instead of not accepting yourself, putting that first. And um, I think it's important that we all do that to put our well-being ahead of our not well-being. And so I'm really glad that I was able to learn that from my friend in college. I don't think that's selfish at all. I think that's very powerful. And like one of the big things, like I read an entrepreneur magazine the, the other week and one of the big things is like mental health is good business. So just like thinking about yourself, doing something for yourself, like not thinking about other people. Like for example, starting a company or like just doing well in class, just studying, like putting time for yourself. Is that, that's what you were saying, I'm assuming. Yeah, pretty much. And like I said, like it's, it's not like putting yourself first at the expense of others. No, it's, no, not at all. But it just means like, you are the only person that can really put yourself first. It's just important that you take care of yourself and you do good things for yourself. So maybe it's kind of a complicated idea, but just having that mindset that we can succeed through our own efforts is just a really important thing. All right, great. All right. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. Glad you could be to talk about ADHD and learning differences. This is your, this is uh, the Different Not Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Cooper Neal. See you next time on another episode when we talk to another amazing person that overcame their learning differences. And see you guys next time. Follow us on Instagram at Different Not Difficult underscore to follow along with the podcast and learn about our new hosts, as well as checking out my tea company, Coop Detail, on Instagram and all the social panels as well. Thank you. Have a great day.